Uh, normally there's the one playful banter. Sure, 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 sure. Is this, is this playful? Whoa. Bash. <laughs> this <laughs> is not good. Norm, previously what happened is we had some accidental banter and we just left it in. And now it's become very, very forced because <laughs> we think about it. Yeah. And that's not good. You don't think about it, you just talk. Yeah, pretty much. So anything you want to say... Mattress. Yeah, Don Mattress, uh, which is what I thought is the it, guy's name was. Is, it, is it Matric or Matrek? I think it's Matric. Like is it? Matric is a Pokemon. Matric. Right? I heard someone call it Matric. I'm thinking that's Please not right. I don't know. What that means. Does that does that change the? If it the could f- be like Frenchish or you know French oh, okay. business. I don't know. Maybe. We need Steve. Yeah. Where are you, Steve? <laughs> He's in a plane. He's somewhere over the Pacific Ocean, I think. Have we started the podcast now? I don't know. Is this it? <laughs> Someone has to jump in with an intro. Well, it's you. It's, if, is it, if it's not Steve, it's the other is editor. Is it really? Well, yeah. that is pretty outrageous. Why? I think that's a good system. Lead the way. Give him a choice. You're a fearless leader. Okay, fine. Fine. If that's how we're going to play it, <laughs> we'll just jump right in. <laughs> Welcome to the Friendly Firecast episode number 24, because I got it wrong yes. last week. Oh, I didn't know. I had no um, idea. It is episode 24. We're almost at the quarter century, which would be pretty big for us. Yeah, well, that's 25 weeks of podcasts. Pretty good. Which is the longest MMGM podcast. Our last one was 19 episodes, so we've eclipsed that. That's half a year, right? 25 weeks? Yeah, ish. Yes. Almost, is, yes. Yeah. Or 26. 26. I think the Survivor podcast got to about 30, maybe, 28. That's good. So that's our, that's our benchmark. Yeah. First of all, we should cover up who's here. Who is at this episode 24 of the Friendly Fire podcast? Well, there is me, Leo, Survivor.com guy. And me, Tano. Special, special guest. Special guest. I don't know, is he special guest or just a guest now? I'm here to lock You're just guest now because you were demoted to special guest star, which is actually a pretty no. low level. No, no, special guest is like... A-lister that comes in every now and then. But now you've done two in a row, so I think you just guessed now. So now I'm just guessed? Yeah. Well, guest starring. Guest starring, yeah. Guest starring, I can deal with. uh, Featuring. Featuring. Yes, featuring. You like with, you like the George of our podcast. (laughs) With (laughs) Gay Sure, sure. Might not make it to episode two. (laughs) Uh, Sure. But you've done two in a row, so pretty good. Um, And I was usually the first seven. And me, well, you know... I'm now with Steve with this podcast. So the real Steve isn't here. No. He hasn't been here for at least three episodes. I know, but I wasn't here for like three episodes. You weren't here for like at least five. But I was the the wall. You I was the nucleus. I was like a rock for a while. Yeah. And you. And, and you. We were the it. team. I've only missed one episode of well, the 24. But you haven't been overseas or busy. I have been overseas three times this year. And unless, yeah, I've missed like three episodes. Yeah, but, there you uh, <laughs> I've missed one episode. Anyhow, we should move on to our statements, which we do have. <laughs> All two of them. The secret sound for last week was this. Which was the DK barrel noise from the snares, I believe. Yes. Bring back memories. It was... I, I decided to choose when DK was in the barrel rather than Diddy Kong because you're more likely to hear Diddy Kong because most people were... You would be Donkey Kong more often. Even yes. though Diddy Kong was better, people will remember the Diddy Kong noise more because I think you would hear that more. Anyway, 
We had a couple of entries. And we had many entries. We had a very enthusiastic entry from Brazil from the MMGN forums. Yes, he, he in fact commented and emailed and did, he entered every possible way that you can <laughs> enter this this competition. So just to recap, that is a post on the MMGN comments, a post on the Survivor comments, and commenting on the Facebook comments on both sides, and emailing the Friendly Firecast email, which we don't even really check that often. I check it, and I Leo get lots of it. spam. Um, so that is like five times he got in, so he definitely wins a copy of we The had, Last of Us. We had another email from a girl, I can't remember her name, and she also got it correct, but unfortunately... Let's give her the copy of Jack Reacher, let's split them up. Okay. She, she can have, have Jack a Jack Reacher, Reacher and Rizzo gets The Last of Us. I can't, I can't recall her name at the moment, but I do have the email still, so... Well done to both of you. You guys win stuff. Uh, Rizzo can probably also have a copy of Jack Reacher, because oh. we do have plenty. They are my posters this week. And we will have some other prize and secret sound. Like, actually, you know what we should do? Also, I was going to say this before we started the podcast, but we're in it now, so it's too late. We need to put it somewhere else because I know that people are just going to the end and finding it. Because well, there's no way they could listen to it. Last could. time I did say on the Facebook post, it's near the end. Uh, just to give it. I also renamed it enough. Only in the, uh, the Facebook post, I said it was last week's episode was three, three white guys talk about a game being banned for sexual assault, plus win the last of us brackets in the secret cell near the end. <laughs> so that is where those views came from. Well, we have to do it like they do on, on the radio when they say, we're going to talk about this soon. And they keep saying, we're going to talk about this after the break, and then there's like five breaks. The thing is, you can't fast-forward radio as you can with this podcast. But we need to put it somewhere where they don't just be able to find it at the end. Having said that, we like our secret sound listeners, so if they want to skip forward to it and then come back and listen, because it is in their interest to be first, so they want to skip to it, listen to it, then come back. Either we need to remove the first part of it, or we need to move it around. I don't know. Maybe we just put it... Just randomise it at any point. Don't mention it's been broadcast. I don't know. I, this you know what? We, we didn't have that many entries like two weeks ago. Like yeah. none even. All right. So uh, <laughs> we, we need to make it easy to find. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, Let's continue. Moving along, what have we been playing this week? It's been a pretty... Breaking the fourth wall there. Yes. Of audio. I think you need like a... Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> Because you're always, you're always we're talking, yourself. We're talking you're about always. the construction of the podcast rather than the actual That's, that's, not, that's not the fifth wall. That's not the, 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 isn't the fourth wall when you talk to the... When you look at the audience. Okay, you look, you look we, at the audience, right. you talk to them as an we're, individual. We're peeling back the curtain. Okay. That's a better method. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Leo, what, what have you been playing this week? I played Deadpool. Mm, I haven't played it yet, but I mean to. It's funny but it's an awful game. It's a terrible, terrible game. Is it really awful by our standards? Because we're pretty harsh on the term awful. Is it just bad? It's about a six. So that's not awful, that's a bad. five or six. It's bad. It's not it's bad. It's not a whole... It, it plays well. Like, it, well, when I say it plays <laughs> well, it doesn't do anything wrong, but it doesn't really do anything right. It's just boring. So it's just there. Like, Deadpool himself is awesome. The graphics are ugly. It's all brown and awful. And... It's supposed to be like a joke and meta about video games. Mm. So there's an office level and there's a jungle level and there's you know sewers and blah, but rather than do anything with them to make it a statement of like video games, they're just normal that that kind of levels. And the enemies are just you know the normal kind of enemies. Like they they set all this stuff up to make it really meta and funny. But none of it is except Deadpool himself, and the rest of it's just like a pedestrian action game. 
buy Activision license games to Anthem, it sounds pretty good. No, it's, it's I mean, for a license game, it's okay, but when you compare for an it to Activision, license but when you compare it to like Arkham Asylum or City, it's yeah. just like it reminds me a bit of uh, I haven't played it, but it looks a bit like uh, Wolverine X Men Origins. Maybe. Which was an okay game. It was like a solid action game, but not very memorable in that sense. Pretty much. Like the, the, the only thing that makes this memorable and stick with you is Deadpool himself. Like when I got to the last level, I was so sick of the combat because it really is just mashing. There's combos, but I never learned any of them or bothered to try because you don't need it. There were so many enemies and so much stuff going on, and I knew it was going to take me like easily an hour or 45 minutes to actually fight my way there and it was this level with floating platforms and you just got to get to the end so I just ran past everything and got to the end like I'm like I'm done playing this game I want to beat the end boss I want this to be over which is a shame because the guys who made it made those two pretty good Transformers games but this is just it's very uh, generic so they uh, fall of Cybertron and War of Cybertron yeah oh really yeah I'm ready. That's disappointing, because they're great games. Yeah. And, um, I mean, like, he moves so fast that the camera loses him all the time, and there's, like, a, a counter-attack, like, in, in those Batman games where they come up with a little circle above their heads, so when you hit that, or it would be B on Xbox, I guess, and, you know, you counter-attack. But because he's moving so fast all the time, you end up, and Deadpool's off the screen somewhere, mm -hmm. and you can't see where he is, and the extra XP that you earn to level him up comes from having huge combos which get which don't get broken by the enemy. So if they break your combo you lose the bonus XP, which is a that's a pretty cool idea. It just doesn't work well because your combo constantly gets broken because you can't see where Deadpool is. Anything else? Uh Animal Crossing. Animal Always Crossing Animal Crossing. And I've been playing Hotline Miami on Vita. It's made a comeback on Vita. Vita's become the indie game console pretty much. It has. And I never played Hotline Miami before, and I think it's I so tweeted cool. the other day, I'm like, I don't know if I can go back to normal games, normal in yeah. quotation marks after Hotline Miami. It's crazy. The soundtrack's just great, all the soundtrack. And it's so addictive, I'm on the tram, and I'm sure people are looking over my shoulder watching me, like, blood spraying <laughs> everywhere. Like, head, yeah. But like, I die, and you just, like, it's got, it's got that one more time thing. Like, it's yeah, really, yeah. really addictive. And I think that's about it. Animal Crossing, I'm just trying to become rich yeah well, without we, cheating without without is resorting the objective to, of Animal Crossing to just get as much money well, I'm, I'm trying to do it without resorting I'm just doing it without resorting to like chopping down all the two trees on the island and all of those dodgy things I'm trying to yeah. just do it like it's, can, can this you is make a like game. a filthy well that's not really cheating that's just kind of remodeling the island but it's breaking it like, well not really you can plant them again can't you can I know but you just People do that so it only spawns the high value bugs. The only real cheat is changing the clock. Anyway, this <laughs> I see Animal Crossing as a game it's that is supposed to be played for like a year or it more. It is meant to be played for not, a, not, not more, for the year because that repeats after Not that. like I'm going to win. Like my friend Shane, he did, the, um, he did the chop down the trees thing and he already has the biggest house. I'm like, so why are you even playing anymore? What do you got left to do now? I just like taking my time. Then you get more items. I play like half an hour at night. I water my flowers. I don't even do that. Like 12 minutes. I water all my flowers. I shake all my fruit off. I pick it up if I have time. Or I dig up my fossils. And then the next day I do a little bit more. And then by the end of the week I have a bunch of stuff that I sell. And then, you know, I only sell like once a week. It's just a game I like to play a little bit and take my time. And 
That's what it's for. Sure. Tano? I have been playing a very cool side-scrolling shooter on iPad, believe it or not. Moscow or Moscow. I don't know how you pronounce that city. Moscow Dash. It's a very old school kind of. It's cow. Uh, very cow, Moscow. That's how the well, Americans. Americans. Well, Americans are always wrong, so it's definitely cow. That's code. true. They do say aluminum. They do say aluminum, yeah. Um, yeah, very cool side scrolling shooter with really hard weapons. Kind of like really old school, early 90s brawler. It's a lot of fun, and that's all I've been playing this week. So you're a ship or you're a guy? <laughs> Sorry? You were, is it a... Is it a it, so you're, it's, you're this young guy and you're kind of working through the subway of Moscow. So it's like Pro Protector kind of... Yeah, kind of. And, and I've also actually been playing Contra as well, Contra HD, which is nowhere near as good on iPad as it was on consoles. Standard. That, that Pro Protector and Contra, they're the same thing, right? Pro Protector was the other name. Like, I, th- I think so. Alien Rebels. I think like, that they were, they were a little bit different. It's the Konami game and you're two robots and you walking through the streets and like there's bins and dogs turn around and no, got weird faces. No, 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 no. Contra is kind of like Commando the game. Okay. I can't remember what... But with what aliens. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's Pro Protector as well. Yeah, I think I think that was a pretty much the same game. I think that's Contra they, they, changed, they changed a few, a few things around. But yeah, I've been getting into those sort of iPad games. There's nothing else to play at the moment. No, there's not much at the moment. There's only like three or four games coming out this month. Yeah. I, I like going on the iPad store and just seeing what random stuff there is. This is the, the month off for games journalists or game writers or enthusiasts. I have to write three things. Yes, yeah, so do I. Mm-hmm. But we did uh, in the forums. We have a "What are you playing?" or something like that thread, and I mentioned that we we don't play much of the office, and they we got questioned on that today. And I said we normally play games at home. We only play Pez at work. We don't play any games here. And so this is our off time. We don't really have to play much for like a month, which is a luxury to us because normally is, we're playing, well, tomorrow I'm playing Deadpool, but normally we get like a weekend, never get a free weekend of no shitty games. There's always something. Oh, yeah, I'm always playing play. something. And I'm like, I might, I might try uh, As much as it's hard to complain about it, we understand. What do you want? Spartacus, which I got for free on Xbox. It is Spartacus for free. Legends. I don't know if it's free anymore. Yeah, it's free to play. It is it? Yeah. Okay. That's why it's free. Oh, it's free to play. You can oh, also okay. play... You can, I thought it was just free to Xbox. You can also now play Battlefield 3 for free on PlayStation Plus, which is a pretty oh, big really? one for them. What do you get on Vita with PlayStation Plus? Lots this of month. You get, uh, you get like Unit 13. How is it on Vita? We'll get a bunch Unit 13 is great. Unit 13. Yeah, I just got it yesterday from PlayStation Plus. It? No. It's actually... It's quite shallow. There's not much incentive to kind of push right towards the end but the controls are actually really good and I hope they make more third person shooters I I did take I took one for the team because I thought if I did it it would solve the problem and I bought a 32 gig Vita card I still haven't announced a bigger one and my 32 gig one is full I have a 4 gig card yeah, well, you just suffer. It's not, this, not, this, not even my this is what you do. You play the games you want, you delete them, and then if you want to re-download them, you go to Starbucks or you go to a free Wi-Fi and you just re-download well, them. Well, I just have zero quota anyway. Just only the yeah, that's true. That awesome do it. I just... I don't understand why 32 gig... Yeah. Especially now that they brought PlayStation Plus to it. Give us, like, 100 gig at least. Mm-hmm. But, it's, yeah. it's almost like they want people to... Buy multiples of... Oh. Or, or Can it's you like, do we that? want you to buy digital, but we also want you to go to EB Games and buy a hard copy. 
Like, we, uh, with, what's, what do we do? First handouts, it just totally makes sense to buy digital because why are you wanting to mm. change cartridges or cartridges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, convenient. It's, just it's good. Yeah. Press the button and it starts up. Well, my 3DS thing is like 4 gig, and that's the one that comes with the XL. I bought a 32 gig for that. I think as well. I'm going to have to do that. 32 gig is the biggest you can get, I think, unless you get a micro How one. How hard is the transfer? Simple. Very simple. simple. You put the SD card in your computer, you copy it to the desktop, okay. you put the new one in, you copy it back, done. Maybe I'll do that. Or maybe just take it out of my Wii, which is like sitting in dust somewhere. It's got a 30, 30 gig card. <laughs> Mine's in my car boot. Anyway, what have you been playing? Yeah, what have you been playing? I've been playing, I played Rem- Remember Me, I actually did it. Yeah, any good? No. Well, not bad. It's, it's, um, it's a little bit better than Deadpool by what you said. It's good ideas. Great world, which you never get to see. Well, Deadpool has no ideas, so well, this it's already weird. It's got some really good ideas. The combat where you kind of, we explained it about well, eight podcasts ago. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you get to build your own combos. Really cool in the first few hours. And as I said then, Steve was gushing over how amazing it was. I said then, I need to see the second half of this game. We played like the first half before I could really judge it because I feel like it's either going to make it or break it in the second half. I don't need to set it up. It did not make it. Yeah. Uh, stumbled? It stumbled terribly. The story doesn't make any sense. It doesn't go anywhere. How it begins is how it kind of ends. It's just like, just what is going on? It's, at, the, at the beginning, you're like, this is going to be a really cool story. Nothing happens. It's so it's just wasted. Weird. Yeah, wasted. Yeah. Uh, the world is like a really cool kind of Blade Runner-esque Paris, you know, that neo-Paris world. Uh, you can't explore any of it because it's a super, super, super linear game, which is fine, but they've got this cool world which is pointless because you never get to do it. It's like you're playing any linear game. The memory mix, remixing is really cool where you get to kind of change the memory. You see something happen and you change maybe six or seven little minor things like a stool being out or a beer bottle being on a table and the gun safety switch being on and it changes the whole outcome. Normally to kill someone, like a drunk dude accidentally shoots his girlfriend because he thinks the safety's still on, but if the beer bottle's closer to him, he picks it up and throws it at her instead. So you have to kind of remix that memory. Great idea. You do it like four times in the entire eight-hour game. That's like the best part of the game. I needed more of that. But maybe if you did more of that, then it wouldn't be so good. Yeah, but there was like lots of filler of kind of good, but standard combat in between. It's a solid like third-person action game, but it's kind of a 6.5, 7 out of 10. There's a few of those pretty mid-range action games coming out. It's fun. I would play it. I mean, you know, it's, it's there is a lot of them. It. So it really needs. They need to do something special. Like this sounds like it could have done something special. It, but it had didn't. a lot of ideas, but it never really kind of eventuated any of them. It's like this is a cool idea. It doesn't change from the big very beginning, so it's like yeah. it doesn't grow at all. Well, that's. I mean, that's Deadpool. Deadpool has no ideas. Plus, it's the same thing from start to finish. It just has the comedy. No Last of Us? Oh yeah, I played about three hours of The Last of Us you last weekend. No, three hours. Oh. I, didn't, I only played like... I started You're about halfway through. Really I, I, I was very, very concerned because I had the wrong controller. You borrowed my PS3 and you gave me back a controller, which I looked at and like, this is not a DualShock 3, this is just a 6-axis. This is the shitty launch controller. Oh, I get, I, so I gave you my, my controller. doesn't have any rumble in it. Ooh. Oh, okay, I'm giving you my controller for yes. my... Okay. And, uh, I've got yours at home. It is no good. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a difference. Yeah, no one's going to have rumble. Force feedback. PlayStation said that's that's old gen. So I would that's like not to, current gen. We're going to trade it's that back because you have my better controller. Sorry. <laughs> I um, I gave Shane my copy of Last of Us to play so he could use the A50s. Yeah. 
and he's only played the intro and he's like I play like three hours he's like I don't cry in things but I pretty much almost cry yeah in that beginning. intro I did not expect I was we're not going to talk about it but it was I didn't expect it that it was um, yeah it was pretty wrenching wasn't it I think it's, I've quite enjoyed it I agree with what you said just from the little I played but it's not really a game it's so you're so more well, I, didn't, I didn't say I don't mean that it's not a game there's not much if you strip away the story and how it looks yeah. and you just it's focus in on the gameplay the gameplay's not that great. It's the story and it's the world and that's what makes it interesting. Which is which is fine. Which is fine, but it's it shouldn't win yeah, game of the there year. There really is only two bits of gameplay. Walking around where nothing happens and the stealth. What about combat. what about throwing I, bottles? Okay, I, I think that what, what I noticed with that game is that when, whenever you come to an environment where you've either got humans or you've got clickers or whatever, there are maybe two or three different ways that you can approach that area. And I've, I've gone back and I've tried different ways each time and the outcome has been different every time. Yeah. So the gameplay is actually a lot deeper than what people think it is because it invites you to kind of approach an area. It's not that it's not deep, but it's, it's, if you took away everything else, the gameplay is not the big feature as it's, it is. In... Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it is that hardcore survival, but shallow when you compare it to... I guess older survival games. I think it's fine that the story is the main thing, but yeah, I, I, I actually really enjoyed the gameplay. I, I, I didn't. It, it's not a fun game to play in the same way any other third-person action game or even survival horror game you might play because it doesn't throw stuff at you. It's really you know, look at what's in, what, look at what's ahead of you. How would you approach that if you were in a similar situation? And it's kill or be killed. And that's what I loved about the game. It was if you were in a situation, if you could avoid them at all costs, that's great. You can go around them. If you're going to engage with them, you have to kill everyone or they're going to kill you. And it's that kind of feeling that's at the back of your mind where, holy crap, I'm going to kill everyone in this space now. Where it kind of adds a sense of urgency that I don't think any other game offers it on that level. This is why I think people are saying this is game of the year quality. Because it's just the kind of the feelings that it evokes. For, for me, though, like I don't know, probably around the midway to two thirds mark, that, like the story was the only reason I was still playing because I had done the stealth and the combat again and again and again. Like mm. you know, as much as the environments change and the enemies change a little and it's a different situation, it still just felt like I was doing the same thing. And then the, they get longer and longer, so it's like. I don't know, it just became a bit tedious, the the actual stealth and the combat to me. But the story is enough. To I did not finish fun. Uncharted 3, I got to 70%, as we've talked but about Uncharted many 3 times. Uncharted 3 is not good. No, it's not good, and I maintain Uncharted it. 3 was kind of like, well, we've made two, we've made a, a, a good first game, we've made a great second game, how do we finish this off that is going to honour those first two games? And... They made a decent game, but it, it, it didn't do as much as the first two games. A very did. bad game, bad third game. <laughs> oh, bad. That's were, a great headline. If you were on episodes ten to twenty of this podcast, you would have heard us bitch about Uncharted. It looks. It looks, it looks. It looks fantastic. It is. Uncharted three. It is no Uncharted three, but it just. It, it's like almost as it's, bad as the corridors of Final Fantasy XIII. It's XIII. very, very like, boring. It just throws you into the same puzzles constantly. Hardly any puzzles, actually. And then just get spawned with a bunch of dudes in suits, like hundreds of them, every three minutes. Just 
it undates you with that. It's nowhere near as good as Uncharted 2 was. I think I, what I love about it ruins the story. What I love about Naughty Dog games is that they know that the gameplay isn't so refined and that it's so brilliant, and they balance it it's out not with the they, they they balance it out with the story quite well. I think there's a good balance there, which is yeah. pretty good. And just on Uncharted Three. The shooting was terrible. It was terrible. Uncharted 2 was, like, it was fine. No, I know people complained really about it, but 3 was just like, I, yes. I could play Uncharted 1 and 2 and just like, ping headshots constantly. We have... 3, I'm just like, ping! I very much agreed that we don't like Uncharted 3 on this I game. Mean, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I think they, they kind of carried that over into The Last of Us mm. because they wanted to... I kind of get the feeling in the that... Last of Us. Yeah, because it, it has to work because it, it has to be this feeling of, you know... You can't aim it. Yeah, and it, it's got to be that survival feeling. I, re- I did really like when you're playing and you grab someone's a human shield and you're trying to aim and they're like bumping yeah, you. Yeah, like, and, and it moves and the... And the yeah. All that stuff is really cool and... I mean, it's almost too realistic. There are lots of really awesome parts of the last because I just felt like it, the gameplay itself just lost steam for me at you know sort of that halfway mark, and it was just a story that made mm. made me keep going. How do you how do you how do you change that? How do you evolve that? You can't really. That's that's Having played a few hours, I did the one thing I did do is I looked at Ellie, and then I googled Ellen Page. To check for myself in game because the the news reports last week were like one picture of both of them, which is totally rigged. And they don't really look. They they don't look anything near alike. First of all, I I aimed right. I aimed right at her face, right in the face is where I was aiming at Ellie, right in there. To she looks different. Then I looked at Ellen Page and she looks much older. Yeah. She's like twenty seven year old Ellen Page. Is like I look like I'm fourteen. Is what she's saying. Doesn't look anywhere near her. Ellen Page looks like the girl from Beyond Two Souls. She has actually aged. For someone, who's, for someone who's not that old, Ellen Page has aged terribly in the last two years. If you, if you look at the early design of Ellie, the early design, because I think because when when they first announced the Last of Us, I think it was VGA VGA's twenty eleven. Was it? Or was it E three? I thought it was E three. No, it was the VGA's. Oh yeah, because then Beyond was at E three. Yeah, um, everyone was saying that's Alan Page. Oh my god, because there were rumours that Alan Page was in a game. And everyone was so sure that that was Alan Page. Everyone was so sure it was on Twitter. People that, were tweeting it. That might have been the expectation. Like, she kind of looks like Alan Page. That's probably the game with Alan Page. It's a small girl with green swelled. She looked very different, though. Yeah, the way she looked anything like Alan Page. They, 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 brought, they, they made her look a lot younger. She has the same she's... generic girl with brown hair hairstyle. That is... Nothing to consider. She looks. I thought she was a real. She had that. No, she looked. She looked real. But I'm saying that's what Ellen Page's hair is like. So it's not like a outrageous hairstyle that you have to have copied this. You couldn't have got this yourself. But can I just say that for the girl, for what's his name, Joel? No, Joel's the main character. Troy Barker is that his name? Troy Baker. Troy Baker. He is fantastic. Like from Booker DeWitt and Joel, like he's awesome. He does such a great job voice acting. He did a better job in The Last of Us than he did in Bioshock. Bioshock, I felt, was very... He, but they're very different games. The Last yeah. of Us is so story-driven. It is. Bioshock is way more... Bioshock, I felt, was, it was very mechanical. It was very like... But he was just very occasionally yelling at us. Yeah, he was. And, he, and they, they, was they didn't want to take... They didn't... I, I, I don't think that um, they wanted the character of Booker DeWitt to be too, too far separated from the player. Whereas with The Last of Us, Joel is the character. This is Joel, this is the man. Whereas with Bioshock, I think they wanted the play because it's first person. So it was it was a very different performance. I almost didn't recognise the voice because 
it's so much more genuine in The Last of Us compared to Bioshock, which is if you really look, listen to it, it almost, sometimes it sounds like he's reading off a script because he's reacting as you would react, whereas in The Last of Us, it's driven by the story and it's kind of scripted in a way that he has the capacity I, to... I think in general, just that, that Naughty Dog thing of mo-capping all the, the yeah. cutscenes and you know having the actors acted out, the voice acting and the mocap and the facial expressions and everything in The Last of Us is pretty phenomenal, especially for like, you know, now that, compared to what we've seen of PS4 and stuff, I mean, for what the PS3 can do, it's pretty impressive. Pretty, yeah. And it's, it's I don't think it's going to make as big a step as what it did last year, but, but I think that we'll still be blown away when we see what they're capable of. But that's another discussion altogether. We should move on to the news right now. Yeah. Um, a special guest, no, regular guest, Gaetano is going to walk us through the news oh, this week. Oh, I am? You're going to lead us through it because you've not done it before, so... Sure. And I what is making news this week? Uh, well, we, the week started with the... If you want to do like a 1940s presenting voice, you can do that. It's whatever you want. Uh, I wouldn't know how to do that. They are. Like that. <laughs> uh, well, then the week started with Don Mattress. Don Mattress. Don Mattress. We don't know how that's Don Matrix. So Don Matrix, the guy that kind of pioneered Connect. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Make up your mind in that regard. Basically, the boss of Xbox has decided to move on to Zynga. We <laughs> <laughs> actually was talking to Steve about this, and he posted the, our Facebook conversation on Twitter, and it said, I said to Steve, from Xbox, from Microsoft to Zynga, may as well be Centrelink. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's making 20 mil in his first year. Well, there's your problem, Zinger. Stop yeah. <laughs> paying your CEO $20 million and you probably won't have so many problems. Yeah, it's, um, well, five years ago they could have done that. Now they have no money. Well, since he has been appointed yeah, CEO, the stock one. has gone up by like 10% or something. Because they've got a real person to run their company instead of the founder who admitted he had no idea how to run a business. <laughs> Speaking of execs, did you hear about that when Rare was bought by Microsoft, how they were walking yeah, through the store funny. and they saw a poster of Donkey Kong and he's like, oh, we own Donkey Kong, right? And the Rare employees oh. like, oh my You know, God. that is the number one thing that still astounds me on the internet. It's so, it comes up way more often than I would think. People were saying, why isn't Donkey Kong on Microsoft? Why? And then people would say like, oh, you can't put... Donkey Kong Country on the virtual console because Microsoft owned that now. What? I thought it comes up way more often than I thought. Mainly on Facebook, no. where people just do it and they don't understand. It comes up, people just don't understand that Nintendo owned their IP and Rare was the second party developer. But even to simplify that, Donkey Kong is Nintendo. Yeah. It's Nintendo it, in the same granted, way. Granted, the people on this are probably under 18 and never it's played true. the SNES games. It's not good enough. But, like, yeah, there was. It's just still a minority, but they are more yeah. people than I would expect who are confused by that. So back to Don Matrick. Mm. <laughs> um, look, I, I think that uh, I was talking about this earlier today. I wonder if what's happened with Xbox One has kind of driven him out. I think that someone in his position would drive that, as if to say, "Look, I've, if I'm going to take, if I'm going to take the um, the credit for Connect and all the success Connect brought Microsoft." I have to take the credit for the negative press Xbox One has received. Well, I thought you know? I thought before they had this other announcement that I thought maybe they were like, you know what, E3 and the, all the stuff we've got, that's all on you. So like, 
possibly time to go. And then this report came out that Microsoft was doing a massive internal restructure and he was going to be moved to another position, but it wasn't going to be any more senior, so he decided to just move along to Zynga. Yeah. And that's why they did, haven't announced a replacement for him and the CEO of Microsoft, um, what's his name, Steve Ballmer, he's just acting as, as Don Matrix's replacement. So maybe he wasn't getting drummed out, maybe he just was like... Or maybe the writing was on the wall and he's like, I'm going. The reason I don't believe that is because why would they do a restructure six months before they're releasing a new console? Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense. To me that says that they had stakeholders, they had someone higher up at Microsoft not related to the Xbox division saying, What the hell are you guys doing? This is a PR disaster. Your primary market hates you, hates you. Weird. What are you doing? I went into a game store the other day, I won't say which one or where. Was it EB Games? I'm not saying anything. I think you can say it was EB Games, but it's the only one. The manager of a particular place... EB Games, Swanson Street. (laughs) ...said to me on the train that during E3, people, and he obviously knows a lot of people that come into the store because he, you know, he deal with regulars or whatever, would come in with stacks of like 20... 30 Xbox 360 games, hand them over and like, I'm trading these in for PlayStation 4 and there's people just like fleeing, they've been like hardcore Xbox people and they're just like fleeing to PlayStation and he told me that during E3 the pre-orders were 5 to 1 in Sony's favour and now they're 3 to 1 in Sony's favour and comfortably 3 to 1 in Sony's favour. Which is expected from what we saw at E3. That was my opinion when I first saw it. I was like, well, I'm moving to PlayStation. But I mean, it's just, it's, I didn't think that it would have that much of an impact, but to see people go in and like trade their whole, like, I think the price as well, the game was only 50 bucks here. You know, like, trade their whole games collection and be like, that's it, I'm done with Microsoft. I'm going to. Well, we have a little bit of an inkling that there's no backwards compatibility, especially on Xbox One, because. The whole 360 catalog is going to be pay a year, like yearly subscription, like your gold, add an extra 50 bucks a month or whatever, and you get to play any 360 game you want. They're just going to do like a Spotify, Netflix equivalent for games with 360 cool. games. That's a cool idea. That's what we think will happen. That's pretty good. Cool. That's just what we oh, came up with in a pub, so uh, that's probably what they'll do. And I think Microsoft, uh, Xbox, Sony will do the same on PS3. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's really interesting. Like, I, have, I don't have a huge allegiance. Like, I play my PlayStation 4 more... Uh, or three really and if I have the, <laughs> if I have a choice I'll get it on PS3 usually just because I prefer the controller and we've, you know we've done this before that yeah. you guys like the Xbox controller the PS3 whatever but I don't I'm not really like oh no I can't have an Xbox because I, I have an Xbox and I'm gonna buy an Xbox one I'm gonna buy a PS4 but there are those people out there who are just like one-eyed I think it happens again when there's a new console like maybe five years ago people were very 360 or PS3, you had one or the other and you were on one side, and now it's been, the generation's gone too long that people bought both consoles because they got cheap enough. Yeah. And they played the exclusive on both, so all of a sudden there are reasons for not, ha- and they got used to the controllers and used to the interface of both, so all of a sudden the reasons for not liking one kind of vanished because people got used to just having both of them. Mm-hmm. So now that they've, they're relaunching and they're just probably expensive enough that the majority will buy one at launch, probably for the first, first few years at least, People have very much gone back to the I'm PlayStation or I'm Xbox. Um, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's stay on Xbox One. Uh, recent revelation that it's still in development. They don't know what they're going to sell it with. 
whether or not Connect's going to come with it. They've said it's definitely coming with it. Well, said Connect is definitely coming well, with it. Well, the the the. Uh, it's the headset they, sure. oh, the Well, headset. there's more now because they've come out and said that we don't know what we're going to include in it because the console's still in development. If they don't include Connect, then they're just they're ruining doing themselves. Connect. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because much it's that required. In. Like if you don't have an X, if you don't have Connect, much the Xbox One doesn't work. Well, the, well, they've made pretty uh, stringent changes since E3, so they Well, might. Sony cut out their camera to slash the hundred bucks for the price. And so, I actually but, wouldn't be surprised if they offer a model that is. Connect free, and they say if you want to play these games. No, I think they were, but, but they were too making, hard. They're making it on the developers the, and publishers that Connect is mandatory. Yeah. So well, it's same as internet connection as well, though. And now, yeah, now but like I think it's just too late to change that now yeah. because it's not only integrated in games, but it was integrated in movies and TV and stuff, which they really pushed. They could probably cut it from that because without online. There's no point having Connect watch you watch a TV show because you might just turn your internet off. So they probably cut that, but I think it has to stay in there. Sure. Should we talk about Wii U region? Well, yeah. Let's do all Wii U topics. Oh, haven't done Wii U for a while. Wii U. So Nintendo are <laughs> the one company now that now that Microsoft have followed Sony's lead again and have made the Xbox recent. The Xbox One region free, which is you know celebrated by games across the world. There's been this sort of grassroots movement of gamers on the Miiverse and on Twitter and everywhere, like you know, end region locking Nintendo. What are you doing? Nintendo stop. And they Iwata come out and said that they won't be unlocking the 3DS or the Wii U because they need to protect their international subsidiaries and their business partners and there's different laws within each each region that define what can be released and blah 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 but obviously like a load of hot air basically because it means none of that it's a business decision so they yeah. can like control prices and control stock in different parts of the world total bullshit yeah because no one else is doing it. And it's kind of surprised me because I remember the original DS was region free. They locked it with a DSi, but their first DS was not. And everyone I knew at the time imported Pokemon Diamond and Pearl because it was a big thing like the first DS Pokemon game. It came out here like five months late or something ridiculous. Yep. So everyone imported it and it was like just the dumb thing. And from then on, when everyone kind of realized in my group of gaming friends that you could just import the games from the US and they were cheaper and earlier, they just did that for the rest of the DS kind of life until DSi came out and stopped it. Well, that's the thing. And I mean, but they're like, still doing yeah. There's only a few DSi titles, but I think it's just because Nintendo especially are the worst at, at bringing out games at the same time worldwide. Like, the fact that they're bringing out Pokemon X and Y... They made a... You went You're Shane from Survivor and I were at the Pokemon X and Y event at E3. It went for about two hours, and they kept pointing out how the worldwide release is a big deal. Like, in a two-hour presentation, they probably pointed it out 15 times. It's just... Nintendo... Like, that's not a big deal anymore. Everyone releases worldwide simultaneously. You're still 10 years yeah. behind. And they made a huge deal out of how you can pick the language. Like, you can choose to play in English or in Japanese or in French or in German. And they're like, you can pick any of 12 languages on day one. And like, Nintendo, this is so old. You're on this, like, now... Granted, there is a lot of texting people. But, but still. so what? Like, they they are the worst at bringing out games 
on time anywhere. Like it's ridiculous. Sometimes even in Australia, we would get games months after Europe in the US. Like that makes what sense. the hell? We're the same region as Europe. But I mean, obviously, it's to stop people just importing because otherwise, people would just import from everywhere with Nintendo because they're notorious for releasing months and months and months after it's available in the rest of the world. Yeah. Is there a freeloader equivalent for like Wii and Wii U? It's used, you just use the homebrew stuff on Wii, not that I know anything about that, but whatever, you do that. Yeah, well Wii U is so new, I don't know, my Wii dealt with a mod chip in it because, which I self-installed, so pretty good installation. Really? And I, I lost one of the <laughs> screws, so I had to kind of tape the top back together. Um, so we have a homebrew channel? No, I did like a physical mod chip in there. Huh? Because that was in the Smash Bros days when Smash Bros came out like a year before, not quite a year, yeah. like eight months earlier in the US. And so everyone on what was my Wii in those days, which is now MMGN Wii channel, and everyone's just like, hey, here's the iOS. Like we had a pretty stringent no iOS, whatever it's called, ROM shit. Yeah. But for Smash Bros, we're like, we'll just turn a blind eye for Smash Bros and here's the download link and you just burn it on a dual air DVD and we'll play on your Wii U. Here's how you get a mod chip from Osmod Chips. Here's how you install it, and probably 500 people from our forum did it. I was one of them, and it was like it was so easy. Was like the fact that I installed it myself was pretty good because I was even more noob than I, than I'm now. <laughs> like I'm surprised getting the, getting the screwdriver to undo the tiny tiny screw the now, and the T screws, which I all, I stripped one of them, which like fucked it up entirely. I'd like rip it out and couldn't get it back. How in. Did, you, did you have to get the special T screwdriver thing? They or? give you one with the munchie. Um, what other idiot? Well, that was to play that because there was no other options, and then I had a Wii for the next four years. I have a disc, a boot disc for my GameCube that changes the region. Yeah, I got those. I I think I got that with a magazine. No, I had to buy it from the Netherlands on eBay. I got the Freeloader, I got... Oh no, I got it with a game. I bought a game from like a... Australian store who imported and they just sold it with a freeloader. I remember our, uh, Resident Evil 4 came out like maybe six months later here, Killer 7. Um, many third party games got released on GameCube I mean, so late. I guess back in those, like even GameCube days, it wasn't so much global like market for games and people were like obviously. There wasn't quite everyone the was younger, like, like, I was like, I would have been like 17, so you know. Well, not everyone was younger, there was still old people. I mean, but you would have been, <laughs> you would have been like 13 when GameCube was kicking around. Well, I was, I was in my early 20s, I only just started using the internet to start shopping. So, I mean, yeah, you know, like, it wasn't so much a global thing, but now, everyone knows you can jump online and buy stuff from everywhere. It's like, Nintendo could get away with it a bit more back then because people were a bit mm. more ignorant, but now it's like... You know why? There is no reason yeah, other than yeah, that yeah. you can't sort your shit out to get, get games nice. released yeah. in the same regions at the same time. Like, if they could make sure that everything came out in the same time, then it wouldn't be a problem in its region lock because you could get the content at the same time as everyone else. But you can't. It's so easy to first of all to change the UK store on your Wii U. I've done that. I have Netflix on my Wii U. Yeah, with me too. Which you have to do to get Netflix. Uh, there's a guide on how to do that on MMGN. Um, also, did you get an email from unblock.us? It's like, please change your stuff back if you did. I'm no, not going to get give that. Give them money. They just, no. They just charge me my normal monthly fee of five bucks. And Why would you pay? I don't think they can stop it. You have to pay for unblock us. No, you don't. How do you not pay? Get a free trial and then... Or uh, change the email constantly. What? I don't use it on my PC, I use it on my Wii U and my PS3. How do you get it for free every month? Like, because the free trial only lasts a week. But that's for your computer. No, that's for your everything. Oh, maybe it doesn't work now. I'll have to check. 
It's for your, uh, yeah, everything, I thought. Oh, I'd have to check. It's but I'll be happy to pay for it. It's so cheap, I don't care. And Netflix is eight bucks. It's ridiculous. It's 13 bucks, and I actually have been doing minimal, um, I wouldn't want to say illegal downloading, but trying to get things before they air here because I don't want to wait downloading. I downloaded one thing in the last like two months because Netflix is good enough. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's really good on Wii U actually because you can just pick it on the tablet and it's so good. And if you really have to, you can just watch it on the tablet. The Netflix on PS3 is quite it's good too. It's really good. It's good on all the consoles. Um, but you can change to the Wii U UK store to get about 20 bucks off everything. We recommend just doing that because you will save 20 bucks. Yeah, I no, no, whenever I buy digital you stuff may as well buy from the UK store. Digital stuff on DS, I switch to the, the UK shop, which is even easier than the Wii U one. You don't even have yes. to change your sign in. Now, DS makes more sense to be region free because it's a portable console. So, like, we were in the US a few weeks ago. What if I want to buy a game when I'm there? I'm not going to take my Wii U with me, but of course I'm going to have my 3DS with me. I should be able to buy a game when I'm there. You can buy DS games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dumb. We have a console for those who don't have the internet. Yeah. It's called Xbox 360. In good-ish, ish, Wii U news, uh-huh. Nintendo revealed kind of today, a few days ago actually, via a wide interview, that they, they're making Wind Waker HD because they tried a lot of Zelda games on Wii U to see how they looked in HD to decide on the next graphic style. If you haven't played many Zeldas, the last kind of five Zelda games have all had very different graphical styles. Wind Waker had like the kitty look, Twilight Princess went back to the very dark, Skyward Sword kind of went halfway between the two. It was like impressionist painting. Like yeah. if you look at it in the distance... People think like, they're the same, but Skyward Sword and Wind Waker are very different. Oh yeah, no, they're um, totally different. And so Nintendo tried them all in HD. Uh, we first thought they only did Wind Waker because that's a game getting released in HD, but they looked at that and they said that looks so good and it looks how they want it to look. Apparently the GameCube version, which in our minds, and I actually wrote this in my preview, in my mind it was perfect, but if you actually go back and look at it, it is not that great. How they've done it again in HD is how they wanted it to look and that's how we remembered it. That's why they're releasing it in HD. They also tried Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword in HD, apparently. They did tests on them. They're not releasing them because they didn't look quite as good as Wind Waker because they were kind of semi-realistic. I, I um, imagine the Twilight Princess demo... Or, but yeah, that's where that came from. Yeah, because when I was at E3 in 2011, they showed on the Wii U, which I don't think was called Wii U at the time, but they were demoing the console. One of the demos was a Zelda, and they were like... With the spider. Yeah, 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 this is Twilight Princess. This is the engine. This is the same game. But Nintendo's historically done that. They did it before Wind Waker. They did like a pretty much a Majora's Mask demo of yeah. what well, they did like next gen. For GameCube, they did. The, yeah, that's you know, Ganon versus that's Link that's fight. It. So they, what they show in the demo is very much a tech demo and not what the game will necessarily look like. I think... I don't, now that they're releasing Wind Waker and HD, I don't think they'll go with that style for the Wii U game. I think they'll go back to Twilight Princess. I think, I I think on Zelda, I think they just need to hurry up and release, re-release Majora's Mask. The best Zelda game on 3DS. I'm surprised I haven't... I had a dream, actually, a few days ago they did that, and I was playing it on 3DS. Good dream. That's but, what uh, you dream about, eh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Majora's Mask is the best Zelda game they've ever done, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so you're not, you're not going with the popular opinion that Ocarina of Time. I don't Ocarina, Ocarina of Time is the second best. Ocarina one. was my best until I played it again on 3DS because I played the whole thing again. It just I lost. I mean, I, I, I would say it's the best game. Top, you know what? Top three Zelda's, right? You're talking to someone that doesn't really. Well, I'll do it. I play Zelda a lot. Yeah. 
Your mask, Wind Waker, Link to the Past. Actually, those two are probably interchangeable, Link to the Past and Wind Waker, but Majora's Mask is one. Oh, yeah. Majora's Mask, Link to the Past, Wind Waker, top three. Before I played it on 3DS, it was Ocarina. Now that I have played that on 3DS again, uh, Wind Waker number one, two, Link to the Past, three, Majora. Do we think that because those N64 Zelda games were kind of like the first foray into... Yeah, definitely, definitely. They, people you just remember, kind of crazy. You remember them a little bit better yeah, than they actually were. And then when you... Like, first of all, like I played it three times on 64, then I played it again on 3DS. It was just like one too many playthroughs. Well, um, I've played Majora's Mark once. And I would happily yeah. play it again. because I mean, And that had that different hook. That had the it time did. It was, it was so different to the other Zelda's. But... Wind Waker I also played three times. Wind Waker is a fantastic and game. That, I can't look past Wind Waker. 